You pour your heart into your business, you give to your clients, and you take care of your family and your community. And you put off taking care of yourself. When you only focus on doing, you bottle up your emotions, which taxes your body and depletes your energy. You struggle to show up, to keep up, and to create results. My name is Dr. Mary Maduna Gross. About 10 years ago, I burned out of the only career I thought I'd ever have. I got divorced, and I was crushed with chronic illness and pain. Now I have a business that I love, a husband I can grow with, and my health is on track. Through the power of coaching, I have come to recognize the resilience and power I carry within my soul. You have this resilience and power as well. Welcome to Inflow with Soul, where we create the space for playful restoration. Space to pause, to play, and to connect with your soul. Because when you take care of you, your results will take care of themselves. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of In Flow with Soul. My name is Dr. Mary Maduna Gross, and today I have a special guest, Carol Register. Carol and I had the chance to work together for a while, uh, and uh, I've learned so much from her, and I'm excited about what she's going to be able to share with us so that we can learn together from, with her. So before we get into Carol, let me just tell you a little bit about her. Uh, She is now a neuroscience-based coach. And to her, it's one of the best things that she's ever done to really help people get to that transformation at the source of the problem, not just covering up Band-Aids and making symptoms go away. She believes it's important to live life fully. She's had multiple businesses. She's a mother of three amazing adults. She's been a high-level gymnastics uh, judge, a clinician, a teacher, an artist, an interior designer, and a stager. Carol's done, I think, just a little bit of everything. <laughs> Carol, I am so grateful for you, for you to give us some time with, with you today so that we can learn with you. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you. Mm. So let's start out with telling us a little bit about your story uh, to into entrepreneurship. Oh boy! Well, I went overseas with my husband. Um, it was eight years ago, July of 2013. Uh, we had made a decision to buy a business and retire together overseas because he had sold his business here, and. Once we got overseas, um, it was really me going first. I said, hey, I want to go live over there. I want to see if I like it. Um, We ended up buying a boutique hotel and restaurant from a North American couple who had had it for over 25 years, had a great reputation. Um, We were going through a lot of turmoil. Um, There was, um, my husband had some mental issues and other problems There was abuse in the relationship, and I really wanted to see him heal. I wanted him to just be in a peaceful, idyllic place. Um, So I went over there, and after I closed on the business in March of 2014, um, he came over in August, went up north, and passed away. So here I was left uh, in a foreign country, learning Mm -hmm. to speak the language, never spoke the language before. There was no English. Um, Mm -hmm. 
learning how to deal with being an entrepreneur with a full staff of a successful award-winning boutique hotel. Uh, wow. It's called In on the Hill, Osteria de la Colina. So, yeah, I kind of was handed entrepreneurship on a silver platter because, as you mentioned in my bio, I had been an independent contractor. I had really been in the gymnastics field for several years uh, as okay. a clinician and a judge. And I had absorbed things about being an entrepreneur from my husband, but... Mm-hmm. This was life on steroids. <laughs> well, it sounds like really the, this, this opportunity was, I want to say dropped in your lap. It was in your lap and then you were left with it by yourself. Yeah. Is that fair to say? Absolutely. And all the systems for the hotel were from the couple. So they were for two people. And because my husband had been the entrepreneur, he was going to handle back of house. I was going to handle front of house. And here I was with a staff of 20 people and we were booked solid every night. I literally got back from the memorial um, in the States, ended up having two memorials Mm -hmm. and um, I had a full house of people. And it just stayed that way for months. And then here I was grieving. I was mentally exhausted from learning the business, learning the language, learning the culture. Culture operates very differently from ours. And, um, you know, it was a lot. It's where I embraced the idea of being the turtle, la tortuga. Um, Because with the... It was literally all I could do was just to take one step at a time. Just, what kept you from just selling the property and doing something and starting over? You know, that's a great question. And a lot of people said, you're crazy to keep this. What are you doing? And um, if I was thinking clearly, <laughs> hindsight's twenty twenty. Sure. I probably going back would have done so. But there was a series of events that occurred that made me want to give it a go. Mm-hmm. Um, and a part of it was something he had said to me years before when we'd had that conversation about what happens if one of us goes first. Right. And he said, the best thing you can do for me if I go first is to live life to the full. Okay. And I thought, well, here's an opportunity. Here's an opportunity to step into what he's done for years, entrepreneurship. I ended up, because we were overseas, having to be the one in charge of the estate, the distribution of the estate. Um, I got to learn how to be a global investor. I'm now a multiple business owner because I took the opportunity and I didn't walk away. I think if I had walked away... I would have been really sad. I wouldn't have known what to do. I wouldn't have had a project or a goal. I would have sat in my comfort zone, which is yeah. super dangerous. Oh, my goodness. Uh, isn't it interesting to look back at those decisions we make at those pivotal points in our lives, right? And said, okay, well, here's here's where I ended up with this decision. And if I would have made this decision, who knows? But I wouldn't be where I am now. So it sounds like you're really appreciating the um, challenges that you chose to take on, face 
head on really um, (laughs) to get to this space where you are now. Yeah. Talk about a university uh, business degree on steroids. It was real life in my face every day, all the time. And I found out I'm good at business and I found out that I love it. I absolutely love it. So. so tell me about that. So tell me, how did you learn that you were good at it? Um, by being in it, by having to make the decisions that it takes to keep something running. Um, my daughter, my oldest daughter came down and helped me and I was so grateful for her. Uh, she helped me for a year and a half. Um, she was definitely thrown from the frying pan into the fire and I couldn't have done it without her. Uh, What I got to see was I got to see that developing a vision, super powerful and important. I also got to see how essential it is to have systems and team and to have your team buy into your vision and support it. I got to see how important it is to support your team and their visions. Um, I, I just got to dive in and do things that I never believed I could do before. I got to play big and um, playing big is way better than sitting on the couch crying. (laughs) Yes. Yes. And yet it's scary too. Very scary. uh, There must've been self-doubt. There was a lot of self-doubt and on the journey, what I began to discover was even though I was developing and growing and I had a vision, um, I was still just facing tons of limitations and it was overwhelm. It was procrastination. It was disorganization. It was exhaustion. um, And a lot of those things were just kept coming up, right? They kept cycling. Mm -hmm. And I began to see these patterns. Now I was dealing with healing from the trauma and -hmm. thanks to you, uh, you were a big part of my help in that um, as I stepped into real estate. And I always had this idea of wanting to play big, of wanting to play full out and live fully. But I really had to come back to the fact that I was the one standing in my own way. Mm-hmm. It was me, not, not all these exterior things. And yeah. there, there's a lot of power in that awareness. It was very hard, very scary, but it was definitely worth it. Yeah, it, it, I agree with you. I mean, that whole bit about I'm the only one standing in my own way. I mean, I, I continue to observe that in myself, in my business continuously. Like, you know, if I, I get out of my way in one area and then I find myself in my way in another area, right? And it's, it's just, you feel the same thing, right? Yeah. And And it's being willing, I think, to be okay with that. That, okay, yeah, here I do. I find myself in my way again over here. And getting out of my way this time might look, I might be able to use some of those same strategies I've used in the past to get out of my way before. Yeah. Did you have some go-to strategies to get out of your own way when you recognized it? I have to say probably the biggest factor that happened for me was learning about the neuroscience learning how our brains work 
and that I actually have the power to get out of my own way. Like I was getting glimpses of that all along. I was doing the work. I was going deep. But when I found out the way our beautiful brains are designed and that they're keeping us safe, not Mm -hmm. successful, it was like, ding, 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 ding. (laughs) What? I can remove my limiting beliefs and I can wire in success beliefs. Really? I can get out of my own way. There are answers. That's when um, things begin to really take off for me. I love it. Tell us a little bit about that journey. Um, the journey was, well, I I have a mentor who's who I'm certified now as a certified master neuro coach. Um, she has her PhD in neuropsychology. Uh, her name's Dr. Shannon Irvin. And she's amazing, absolutely amazing. And it was through beginning her programs that I began to learn all about the brain and neuroscience and how simple it is to rewire our neural networks. It's really a childlike, simple process, but it's not necessarily easy. And the reason is it takes commitment and it takes courage. But if you really want to get out of your own way, if you really want to get to where you want to go, then this journey is so worth it. Um, And a part of the strategies are looking at the way our brains operate. Um, we, We have a situation that's neutral and we develop a thought about it which gives it perspective, shapes that situation, takes it out of the neutral zone into whatever we're thinking about it. And we have an emotion that fires within microseconds of that thought. Mm -hmm. And so often we'll think, oh, I feel this way about something, not realizing that actually the thought always comes first. Right. So close together. Right. Right. And so then we may circulate our thoughts and our emotions about this particular situation. Mm-hmm. Um, and then from that, we develop beliefs, right? Yes. So from our situation to our thought and our emotion combined to form those beliefs, we then make our decisions. Mm-hmm. And from those decisions, we take our actions. And mm-hmm. from those actions, we get results. Right. It's a an acronym you can remember is called STEBDAR, S T E B D A R, and to get really simple, just B A R. Beliefs equal actions equal results. Right. That is pretty simple. Yeah. 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 It's it, it is, and and then you know there's the process to go through that is based on the neuroscience to actually rewire your neural networks. Um, But keeping it simple makes it very, very doable. So those are the strategies that I began to understand. And then the work um, of is, is really simple too. Uh, You just, you get to have awareness of, Mm -hmm those limiting beliefs that are operating. So they're in the automated system, right? Right, right. And our 
brains are protecting that automated system. That's what our brains are designed to do. They're working and functioning correctly. Exactly. However, uh, just like we get to train our muscles uh, or they go weak and flaccid, we get to train our brains too. Mm -hmm. And when we start that process of training our brains to think the thoughts that we want to think, to think about our success, playing big, going for it, you know, not holding back, being committed, being courageous, being bold, having big dreams. We get to do that by placing those thoughts into our neural networks by training our minds. Mm-hmm. It's so exciting. <laughs> it, it, it's exciting and it's, it's almost unbelievable. And the reason I'm going to say that it feels so unbelievable, I think, is because we've been so conditioned um, to think the thoughts that we are thinking, right? I mean, that's why we're thinking them is because we've been conditioned that way. And for us, our thoughts or our beliefs about something, the way we see the world, we assume that everyone sees it the same way because this is how I see it. You must see it the same way, right? And so to be- to now find out that, you know, in the past, um, even before I started doing some of this work too, like I knew I was in my way, but I didn't know what to do about it. Yeah. Uh, and in fact, that's when I went into coaching is because I, I knew I was in my way. As a leader, I was not getting the results that I wanted. And, and I, yeah, like you were saying too, like in, in the beginning, I was like, oh, well, it's a system or it's this or it's that. It's something outside of me. And it's not saying that those things don't play into it as a variable, but the consistent variable was always me. Yes. And so, (laughs) right. And so then through coaching, then that's for me too, that's when I learned how to recognize and and that self-awareness and and, and to come back now and look at like, um, what am I thinking of? Uh, EQ, emotional intelligence, right? The first thing they they tell you is, is to develop self-awareness. And for me, that self-awareness is looking at what is the meaning I'm giving to this situation? What yeah. is the meaning I'm giving to when, when somebody, you know, gives me a, a the hairy eyeball in the grocery <laughs> store or something like that, right? It's, they're looking at me. That's a neutral activity. Yeah. I'm giving meaning to the way their eyes were shaped, yeah. uh, right? And, and what that meant to me. So I love it that, that you have this system and, and it's so clear bar, right? Beliefs, actions, and results that that's something that the listeners can take away and say, well, I'm looking at my results. And if I'm not getting the results I want, what were the actions that I did or didn't take? And what are the beliefs that drove those actions? Because the work, if you would agree with me, is always in the beliefs. It's rarely in the actions. Yes. Yeah. And In fact, one of the things that is so special about using neuroscience is there are a lot of surface level options out there. And, you know, what's important, though, is really to go to the source, go back to the root. And this doesn't mean going back in memory. Um, Often in trauma work, you know, you probably know as well as I do, it's not necessarily the most healthy thing to always go back and remember the trauma and 
you know, therapy recognizes that now. Now, what I do is not therapy, not related to therapy at all. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. It is strictly coaching, success coaching. However, it's important to know that that our roots um, typically surround three areas. That is, am I loved? Am I safe? Am I worthy? Which can be, am I valuable? Am I enough? Am I approved of? All of that. Um, Am I loved? Am I safe? Am I worthy? And so when we can look at a belief we have and take it back to the core, we can really start to make true transformation. True transformation. We can know, okay. And and the majority, um, if not all of our limiting beliefs, come from our childhoods. Right. Even if we have idyllic childhoods. Right. That's when those beliefs get created because we don't know any better, right? Our our brains are in that brainwave state of like hypnosis where we're just downloading everything as true about, about us and about our environments. Yes. Yeah. We have that childlike perspective. We can't see and those those beliefs come in and serve us for a time. Right. And we carry them forward into adulthood and we're they're not serving us anymore. Anymore. Exactly. Because so now we have a bigger perspective. We we can um, revisit those beliefs and now change those beliefs. And I love the fact strategy-wise that that I was able to instead of being in the hustle and grind. Instead of everything being performance oriented, I got to really stand back and begin to look at my my identity, my value, my worth. And I got to operate from that place. And now I have a whole different level of flow in my work. Flow with soul in my work. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. One of the things I think is important about this, and, and it was in your introduction as well, is, is the, t- the kind of coaching that you and I are talking about right now is that coaching that gets to the root of the issue. Yeah. Um, it's not the surface level. Um, now, some people, that's what they want, that you know their, their activities aren't getting them the results and they don't really want to dig any deeper why, those, why these activities or whatever. But if, if you are, you know, as a listener, I guess what I want to point out is when you're looking for that person who's going to support you, I think it's important to think about, do I really, do I want to just kind of stay at the surface here and, and move the pieces around and, and get them in the right order? Or yeah. do I really want to look behind the curtain? What are the, what are the beliefs, the identity pieces that I can shift about myself so that the activities now start to take care of themselves? Yeah, different kinds of coaching for different kinds of people, but Mm -hmm. there, I I want you to point out that this is a unique kind of coaching. This isn't your average run-of-the-mill kind of coaching, and it's not therapy, as you had said earlier. It's kind of like that that piece in the middle. It is. It really is that that piece that is there to empower you. And I appreciate you bringing up coaching strategy because. a lot of what I have seen and experienced in coaching is really counseling. And mm-hmm. the differentiation that I'll make is um, the type of coaching that I do 
is empowering you, the person. Mm-hmm. I We all have it within us. And that's what we as coaches get to draw out, right? right? We get to empower our clients and help them to realize the answers within. So gaining, gaining clarity on your identity, your vision, your values, your superpowers, your goals and dreams, and being able then to, to go to work to wire in the beliefs that it will take to get what you want, exactly what you want, um, is so powerful. And right now, there's some amazing research, not only in quantum physics, but the newest research in um, the realm of DNA is so cool. 99% of our DNA around the world is the same. We are meant to be connected. Yeah. Only 1% differentiates us and brings our uniqueness. So we get to be empowered in our unique purpose in this world, our unique voice that needs to be heard while we are very connected. Yeah. And community is a huge part of that. It's, it's such an interesting paradox, I think. You know, yeah. th- growing up, we, we really wanted to be a part of a group and we wanted to fit into a group and then and into adulthood. Well, some of us continue to make decisions based on how is this going to affect my group status, whatever my group is, whether it's my family or my peers or my colleagues, you know, making decisions relative to that versus the, the individuals that we probably... Mm, knew about as we were growing up and maybe had some side-eye conversations about those people who just said, no, this is who I am. This is what I want to do. This is where my strengths are. You know, and and when we were, well, I'll speak for myself. When I was in that space where, well, you got to fit into the group. This is the norms of the group and these are the expectations. I judged it. And now I have a whole nother perspective and I'm kicking myself. Like, why wasn't I the person out there in my 20s saying, no, 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 that's, that's good for you. But this is what I, this is who I am. I love that you brought that up because that's something I've been leaning into. And it's the internal validation versus the external. We're so taught to always have external approval, external validation. And how do we begin to really trust ourselves and have that internal approval? Because that's all that really matters, bottom line. Exactly. Exactly. Yes. I love that. And I've really been on that journey too. Right? Yeah. it's, It's almost like I have to know who I am separate from the group so that when I'm with the group, I know what my contributions are. Beautifully said. Yes. Yeah. yeah I agree. And and I I love sharing the fact that I'm still on the journey too, right? I'm still doing the work. I'm still using the tools that I provide um, yeah. every day, in fact. And lately it's been a lot about that. I I've done the work of I'm enough. 
mm-hmm. in my process. And I use a process called brain priming, which mm-hmm. is different from affirmations. Um, and the thing about that is, though, that you you know, you have new triggers or new layers as you grow, you're going to have new levels. Like you were talking about earlier, we continue to uncover things. So it's not like a magical fairy Mm -hmm. pill that we're taking and life is, you know, perfect. It's not meant to be. It's meant to be. Thank you. Yes. Amen. Yeah. (laughs) Life is supposed to be messy. That's how we grow. That's right. And and so in that process, though, we get to we get to uncover new layers. And that's been another a trigger, a layer that I had that came up really strong last week where I, I was just looking at somebody like they were my mother figure and I needed their approval. And I had to stand back and go, what are you, what are you doing? What are you doing, Carol? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Why aren't you approving of you and what you're doing in that? And that once I re- had the realization, the awareness of what that thought that was circulating and the feeling, I was like, ah, yeah, I approve of me. I'm good. I'm good. I and it. I know what I'm doing and why I'm here in this world and the power I'm bringing. Yeah. Oh, that's wonderful. So you have this amazing um, toolbox to coach your clients with. What is it that you focus on or specialize then in terms of? your coaching clients. Yeah. To help them. I use a three-step process. Um, it's restore, renew, rewire, or re- restore, rewire, renew. Um, and I also am releasing a new program, a diamond strategy program focused on the principles of wealth and how we really start to understand how money works and we can start to make wise informed decisions. Um, from that place. But in my three-step process, you know, we get to go deep in the first part into the identity, the values, the vision, um, the superpowers. And in the second part of rewire is where we actually do the rewiring of our neural networks. And we go through a process of awareness um, drawing out what's in there. Uh, and I think, I can't remember who it was who originated ants, automated negative thoughts. Okay. But we keep an ant journal, an automated negative thought journal. So anytime we have an awareness, something comes up, we jot it down. And from there, we go to we have a very specific process, very simple, but to wire in the truth. And um, and then in the last part, we get to automate it all and really incorporate it, bring it home. And this is all about what you're wanting to work on specifically. Right. And I'll just go real briefly on a side topic here. Um sure. Another thing that I've been focused on is the difference between affirmations and brain priming. Because okay. I like affirmations, they're great, but they can be dangerous. Okay. Uh, a couple of reasons is because um, the focus in my coaching is on rather than always listening to somebody else's plan for your life, you're finally leaning into your own 
plan for your life. You're getting empowered. You're getting to realize the gifts you have, what's in there. And with affirmations, we can be wiring in unintentionally someone else's plan for our lives. Absolutely. Um, The other thing is there's a common misconception out there everywhere about 21 days. And Mm -hmm. it's catchy, it's great marketing, but it's not reality. It can actually set you up for failure. And one of the ways it can set you up for failure is, let's say you've lost some weight. It's 21 days, you're celebrating, you're so excited, you feel on top of the world, your body's changing, and you go into week four and five and it all falls apart. And your old habits come up and you may even put on more weight. What happens? Well, the brain's job is to keep you safe, right? And at 21 days, You've built a new neural highway, but your old network still exists. They're side by side at that stage of the game. And, you know, the brain really needs an average, this is an average of 67 days to wire in a new thought or habit, a new process. And so because the brain's job is to keep you safe. Our brains love rewards. The brain will reward you for staying in your comfort zone, mm-hmm. staying in the familiar, because that's what it sees as safe. And so it's going, you know, at that 21-day mark, you can go either way because your, your networks are side by side. And if your brain's rewarding you for going back to the old habits, back to the familiar, because it sees that as safe, you've got a hard fought battle there, right? So if you're only doing something for 21 days, you may unintentionally be setting yourself up for failure, not for, not for a win. Right. So um, these are some important distinctions that I include in my program to help people to really get the solid, new way of walking, transformation, success that they want and deserve. Yeah. So I I love this. And again, the tools and the strategies that you use, um, well, they align with what what I've been taught as well. So it, it, it sounds, it makes perfect sense to me. Um, and it is powerful. I've experienced these kinds of, of shifts myself. I've helped others create these shifts. And it's just incredibly powerful to be on the receiving end of this and to be on the facilitating side of this. So take me back again to you, you have these tools to help people make these transformations. You have a specialty in terms of what kind of transformations you help uh, people make. Yeah. Yeah. In regard to um, what we think about money and the principles of wealth, this is something that a lot of people are hungry for. And the cool part about this is that because we're integrated beings, when we start to shift in any one area of our life, we start to define those dreams and that vision, we begin to shift all areas of our life. So you may come to me and really want to know how to get your finances to where you want to go. What's blocking you? How do I bring in more? And through that process, 
of learning about the principles of the wealthy, what they operate by, how money works, and changing your mind, rewiring your thoughts in that one area, you're mm-hmm. going to end up growing and expanding beautifully in all areas. And you're the one that gets to define that. Yeah. Yeah. So it sounds like if I was, um, if I'm in a position where I'm struggling with my mindset around money and my ability to use money to enhance my life and the life of others, I might come to you to help me with some of the mindset blocks and some of the strategies then that I could use to build wealth for myself and my family. Absolutely. Now, okay. I am not. Um, I'm not a CPA. Um, okay. I am strictly an educator, mm-hmm. and so I'm just giving you the tools so that then you can go and make the empowering decisions, um, which are so important, you know. And and so many of us, I, I don't. I I almost can say I don't know anybody who doesn't have a money block of some kind. Right. Right. Um, and and even some of the people that I'm I'm currently being mentored by by a billionaire. And so I've learned that we think on a certain level. It comes from our childhood. Um, a lot of us have lived in scarcity, um, lived in lack. And we think there's not enough. There's never enough. And I got to the point where I was even living with enough and thinking there's not enough. I was still living as if, you know, I, there, it, it could never be enough. I wasn't able to lean in and live life and enjoy life. Um, so it's really important that we start to shift the mindset around um, not seeing what's available to us and not seeing how to go and get it. Um, You know, it's money doesn't grow on trees and who do you think you are? And rich people are greedy and, oh, I would not want to be like that. And, you know, we get all of these messages, not only from our families, but from culture, from movies, from music, Um, and the truth is that money is a tool and it can be used for good or for bad and we can use it for good. Yeah. It is interesting. Just uh, coming back to your point that we all have some hangups around money and how, how collective that seems to be this idea that there's never enough. I never have enough. Um, you, you know, and there, therefore I, I feel like I have to, um, compete, which means that I've got to step on other people to get enough. Um, and that, that whole bit does not align with our souls. Mm-mm. We're not, you, you talked about earlier how we're all connected. We are not connected so that we can compete with one another. I think we're all connected so that we can collaborate and, and collectively create more together. I 100% agree. And that's the focus of abundance, right? When there's more than enough for everybody. And if you have some, it doesn't mean I have less. Right. And there's enough. There's enough yes. for every single of the 7 billion of us on this planet. 
And right now, especially, there's gobs of money circulating. And instead of having it concentrated in the hands of a few, let's learn the principles of the wealthy and let's live in the abundance and the prosperity that we each deserve. Yeah. Help me flush out that vision a little bit, right? So let's say that I'm I'm struggling with these ideas about money and that there's never enough. And, and I want to come to you to work on this with me. Yeah. What what's on the other side? Like what is this vision uh that I'm I can move toward? Because I can I can't see it now, right? Because I'm my my vision is narrow. Here's my ideas about money. You're going to open this up for me. What's that going to do for me? Well, that that is such a beautiful question. I love that because um, you are going to be able to take the principles that you learn combined with the neuroscience, with the tools of being able to wire in the way you want to think and achieve exactly what you want. So let's say you have an income goal. Let's say you have an income goal of by December 31st of 2020, I would like to be at $100,000. Well, we break that down and we reverse engineer that. Um, It's really important to do that because money is not really about paper and numbers. It's really about our beliefs. Interesting. It has to start there. It's about our commitment, our thinking, our decision-making, which comes from our thoughts, right? Right. So when we go to work on looking at the goal and then reverse engineering it to take the steps necessary to get to the goal, that's when things become possible. And one of the great things about goal setting, whether it's financially, whether it's in your health, your relationships, your spirituality, your business, your income, whatever it is in, is we get to learn to set bigger goals. Because it's really not necessarily about obtaining the goal. You know, you may be thinking, what? Well, what? yeah, <laughs> say that again, because for those listeners who may have been kind of at a stoplight or something distracted for a minute, say that again. It's really not about achieving the goal. And it's about, it's about setting the goal. The goal is a target yeah. and the journey to get to the goal is where you grow and change. And as you reach this new level you get to set an even bigger goal and an even bigger goal. And I'll give you an example. Um, There's a program out there called Undercover Billionaire. Um, And it's it's on the Discovery Channel. And there was a series with one billionaire and then there was another series with three billionaires, a man and two women. Um, And watch the goal setting process. Go watch that. Watch the goal setting process. Because if you set a higher goal, you will see that you will achieve a higher amount than you ever thought possible before. So dream big, lean in, set the bigger goal. Let's say I want to have $1 million by December 31st of 2021. And I'm taking the actions to get there. 
Like I'm not sitting still. I'm believing it's possible and I'm taking the actions to get there, but I don't get there. Mm -hmm. Let's say I get to 500,000 on December 31st. Well, 500,000 is more than zero. Right. Right. Exactly. So there's the, the setting, the bigger goal keeps stretching us and moving us forward And it's about who we become in the process. And as we obtain what we obtain, it's going to be more than we would have thought if we'd set a small incremental goal. Yes. I love that about goals. And I think uh, when we were working together, I think you introduced me to Atomic Habits. Um, Yeah. Is that Elrod? I believe. Um, Actually, Hal Elrod's is Miracle Morning, the Miracle Equation. Okay. Um, and Atomic Habits is a great book too. That uh, James Clear. Clear. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And that whole idea of, like you just said, it's not about a- achieving the goal. It's about who you become in the process of achieving the goal. Um, Atomic Habits lays this whole argument out beautifully for the listeners who want to know more about that. And, and I've used that strategy as well. Like I'm going to set goals for myself that I would love to hit. And I believe that it's possible and I'm going to take those actions, but I'm, as long as I'm taking the actions consistently and I'm not sh- uh, shortchanging myself there, if I don't hit that goal, I'm going to be okay with myself. Yeah. Because just as you said, I've grown into this new version of me and then I can set another goal that's going to pull me into that next version of me. Exactly. And it removes failure because we know that failure is really about learning. And so one of the things that was in my past was I wouldn't even set a goal because I strictly saw a goal as failure and I saw failure as a horrible thing. And what did I miss in my life? How much of my life did I hold back on because I didn't see that it was all about the learning journey and it was all okay. Um, you know, so yeah, that's, I, I love your question. So, so we can take your vision and we can take the steps needed to wire in the thinking for the decisions and the actions you'll make to get the results you want. Yeah. You know, one thing that came up for me as you were uh, describing that about failure is that I think one of the things that has held me back in terms of setting goals um, is, well, I'm not sure I really want that. Like, I don't know. Like, I think I want it, but I'm not 100% sure. In the past, that would have said, well, I'm not even going to pursue it. Now, this version of Mary would say, you're right. I don't know if I want it or not, but right now it's worth the effort to at least explore, to, to take those actions as if this is yeah. the direction that I was going in. And if at the end I decide, no, this just isn't for me. This isn't really what I want. It's not a failure. Yeah. I've learned, I've, I've learned that I can pull that off the table. You know, if life is a buffet, right. I can now put the cover on that and say, that's not what I want. So now I can just look at everything else that's still there and love, and partake from that. Yeah, I think I, I love that because we we can tend to get in these boxes and a lot of those boxes have to do with our comfort zones and then and we get locked in and we don't realize that we can change. <laughs> we right. can go in a different direction. We have the freedom to do that. And 
thank goodness for that, right? Exactly, exactly. And for those of us who, you know, have bigger things to change because uh, we have bigger blocks, we're the bigger block in our way, you uh, help your clients move through that with your neuroscience strategies. Yeah, I love, I love this, it. Carol. <laughs> I'm so proud of who you have become and the stay that turtle that that is such the perfect representation for you you're always moving forward it may not be quickly um and and that's good right it gives you yeah. time to really at every step is this still what i want is this still what i want do i need to make an adjustment um and look at where it has brought you thank you thank you for that yeah I And I think because of that journey, that's why I love bringing this to others. I love yeah. letting them know, look, you can have what you want. You exactly. deserve it. You matter. And when we elevate ourselves, we elevate all those around us. We sure do. We sure do. It's not a selfish act at all. Mm-hmm. It, is a coll- it is, again, uh, contributing to that collective. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Carol, where can people find you? Um, My website is Success Uniquely Yours. You can do HTTPS, um, successuniquelyyours.com. You can book a call with me there. And you can jump into my private Facebook group, which is Success Uniquely Yours. I do videos and put links in there. And I just had an amazing summit, which Mary spoke at. Um, I'll have a masterclass coming up pretty soon. You can find out information there. You can DM me at Carol Carol on Facebook and I'm at Carol Register on LinkedIn. And I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to get you to your goals. Wonderful. Carol, thank you so much for sharing yourself and your story with us today. It's, I, I, you inspire me, so I know you are inspiring others as well. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Hi, this is Mary. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I hope that you are coming away feeling maybe a little inspired, maybe a little more informed, or maybe just rested. Most of all, I hope you're coming away feeling empowered. If you do, please leave me a five-star review on iTunes. But most importantly, please pass along this sense of empowerment to your friends and to your networks. Thank you so much for your support. I appreciate you.